Welcome to the Data Podcast. My name is Brian Ward, the creator and host of the Data Podcast. I am a coach, Marine Corps veteran, speaker, husband, and you guessed it, a dad. Are you ready to be inspired to be the best dad you can be for your family? This show will provide you with the tips, tools, and strategies to do just that. Are you a dad just going through the motions? Or are you looking to really elevate your dad game to the next level? Truth is, it is a blessing to be a dad. This is a responsibility we must take seriously. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? I hope you want to be remembered as a phenomenal dad. Your legacy starts in the home, not outside the home. If you're really ready to elevate your dad game, then make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started. Data. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Uh, today, I am joined by an author, a father, and a grandfather. Uh, his name is Link Forrester, and he and I have gotten a chance to connect a little bit. So I'm excited for this conversation today. Link, thank you very much, my friend, for being on the show. Brian, great to be here. Thank you. Uh, for my listeners who may not know who you are, let's dive into a little bit of back history about you, um, kind of how you grew up, and then uh, obviously how you got into the things you're doing now, and then we can dive into the book. And obviously, you're a dad and now a new grandfather again for the fifth time. So we'll dive into that as well. Yeah, well, sounds good. Uh, I'm homegrown Atlanta, so not many of uh, homegrown Atlanteans are really from Roswell, Georgia, North uh, Atlanta. Um, my parents uh, still live in the same neighborhood I grew up grew up in. I live there now. Two of my sons live there. All five of my grandchildren live there. We are, my family definitely has separation issues, but we uh, love uh, our little community and uh, we get to see, see our little people all the time. Oh, that's cool. I mean, uh, you know, when I think about uh, family and being close, being close by, um, my wife and I, we have two sons, 24 and 21, and my sister-in-laws live very close and my nieces and nephews live, you know, less than five minutes away. My mother-in-law lives two minutes up the street uh, and it's been that way for many, many, many years. So it's nice having family around because as we know, it takes a village to raise kids. So uh, it's nice to have the family around. So that's cool that you guys are all close. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. We had a big, uh, birthday party for one of my grandkids yesterday went bowling and while we were there we got the news that my other son had his baby so we we're it's just a big it was a big day in the Forrester house yesterday and my daughter who's in medical school sat for her first board exam yesterday so oh wow. we had a lot going on wow a lot going on on a Sunday it's supposed to be a relaxing uh football day uh, you guys had a lot going on that's cool that's cool. So you have, so how many kids do you have, Link? We have three. Uh, we had four and uh, mm-hmm. one passed away while he was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of the uh, thoughts around writing this book is sort of just telling the story of, you know, my wife and I got married very young and uh, we were pregnant and in college and got married Uh We've lost a child. I'm in a crazy business where most people who get in this business fail. 
So it just the, the purpose of the book is to talk about sort of overcoming and how we've stayed married and happily married, you know, 36 years and, you know, living through these sort of uh, struggles and challenges that we all kind of have to endure in this life. Right. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, um, congratulations on 36 years. My wife and I have been together for 25, been married for 25. Um, so I know that is a challenge in itself, um, but there's ways to maneuver through it uh, and we can get into all that. But uh, I am sorry for the loss of your son. I know that a, a parent's worst nightmare is to lose a child. Uh, and can you talk a little bit about that and how you guys navigated through that? Maybe how he passed? Yeah, I mean, it's a club that we're in that we don't really want to be in, obviously. And uh, he passed away about 10 years ago and he was a student at Auburn and had a night that most people recover from and he just didn't recover. And uh, yeah, you know, when you have a loss like that, you, you know, it never really, the pain never really goes away. I think the wound gets a little more calloused and uh, things in life, you know, grandkids have kind of helped us journey a little bit better or something new in our lives. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I talk about in the book that, um, you know, knowing that I grieve differently than my wife and appreciate how each of us grieve differently is important. Uh, I talk about the fact that, you know, we recognize early on that we're stewards of these kids. We don't own them. And when God gave us Tyler, he knew he was going to take him home early. And so it wasn't a surprise to him and uh, not really our plan. And we don't always have to like God's plans for us, but it is his game, not ours. So we sort of have to play by his rules, I guess. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, when it comes to um, maybe parents that may be struggling with the loss of a child, um, what are some actionable steps that parents can really take to help them navigate through that struggle, not only individually, but as a couple? Because I know that, um, you know, parents can, or a husband and wife can um, become distant with each other when they're going through this grieving process. And uh, I've heard stories of, you know, couples divorcing because they've just haven't been able to learn how to grieve appropriately together. So if a parent maybe that listening to this, that may have recently lost a child, what, what would you say are some actionable steps to help them grieve the right way? Yeah. I mean, you know, marriage is hard, right? Mar most marriages don't make it when there isn't a tragedy like this. I think, uh, you know, when kids move away and it's back to a couple again, it's, it's hard for married couples to really find a, a reason to stay together. And when you have a tragic event like this in your life, you know, Carla and I first just made a commitment that, look, we miss Tyler. We can't do anything to, to have him back right now, but we're not going to let it take us down. We're going to commit to each other. We're going to commit to our marriage. We're going to, um, you know, be patient with each other and just, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard on your faith. You know, you gotta, you gotta worship a God that's going to allow one of your kids to go away early. Um, you know, you gotta find ways to find joy in your life. And it was probably helpful for us that we still had a daughter at home that we weren't 
empty nesters. So she was in the eighth grade. So we had, you know, we had to show up for her. Right. And we had to be present. We had to, you know, we had to be a, be a family and be a mom and a dad who love each other and love their daughter and the, the rest of their, the other two boys. So I think that um, one, it just takes commitment. You gotta, you gotta stay in the game. You gotta stay present. You gotta stay uh, focused and just know that everything's going to be harder for a while. Yeah. Um, I can imagine that, you know, now it's been 10 years, you said, and you know, it's still, it's still hard to um, understand, especially, you know, God taking, taking his, his son early. Um, It's hard to understand and stay connected to God. I I know that you, you just, you just alluded to that, that it's, it's hard to stay strong in your faith. Um, I think that one thing that's important for parents to understand is regardless of the tragedy that may have happened Maybe you haven't gone through any tragedy, but parents, husband and wife, couples should really work on and focus on their relationship, regardless of the situations that are going on around them. My wife and I are very aware of our relationship, and we even see a marriage uh, coach that we see uh, at least once a month, and we meet with her because we want to make sure that we're staying committed to each other. And we see this coach, she's a licensed therapist, but we see this coach not because we have problems, but so we don't have problems. Uh, And it's to help us navigate as a couple. We know that we're going to be in this relationship for a long time and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And we've had some struggles ourselves, um, not, you know, not in the way that you guys have, but, you know, my wife has experienced uh, at a very young age in her thirties, a uh, heart attack. Um, She's also a type one diabetic. And so she's been a type one diabetic since she was seven. Um, she's had, um, eye issues where she's lost eyesight, um, before, um, luckily she has regained eyesight in one eye, but she's still legally blind. She can't see anything out of the other eye. Um, and that's just, you know, we have to navigate that. And as hard as that was for us as a couple, we had to continue to stay committed and focused for each other. Because like you said, you still had, you know, a child living at home that you had to care for and take care of. And we had the same situation. I, we, our boys were younger, you know, very young, uh, a lot younger when my wife was experiencing these issues and we still had to show up for them every single day. Um, even though we were internally hurting and she was internally hurting, going through the struggles that she was going through and not understanding why God was doing this to her and how the, the experiences she was going through. So, I think it's important for us as couples to continue to manage and navigate our relationship together. And I think that you guys are clearly demonstrating that uh, and showing up every single day, not only for your kids, but also for your grandkids. And you said, how many grandkids do you have now? I think we have five as of yesterday. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what, what kind of, I mean, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. What kind of joys do you do, uh, you know, spend in time because you guys are all close so uh, what kind of joys do you have together as a family and spending time with your grandkids? Yeah. I mean, we're with them all the time. Our four of the five live across the street from us in our neighborhood. <laughs> so, I mean, we can't turn down the street without them waving us, you know, waving us down. Poppy, Cece, come, uh, come play. Or can we come to your house and play? Um, so yeah, we, we love it. It's, it's fun. You know, grandmothers still do a lot of work. You know, they, they change diapers and really are, do the heavy lifting. Grandpas, you know, we sort of show up and spoil them. And, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty easy being a grandpa, for sure. 
That's awesome. My wife is, uh, you know, my older son's 24 and he's very committed to not only his personal health, he works out constantly and he's very focused on his career. He's out of college now and working in, in a, in corporate America, he's kind of, he's in sales, but he's very focused, money driven, wants to save money. doesn't want to have a relationship right now because he's trying to get his life in order um, financially before he commits to any type of relationship. But I'll have to tell you, Lee, my wife cannot wait to be a grandmother. <laughs> and yeah. I keep telling her, slow down. He's only 24. Relax. She's like, no, he is 24. That's the thing. We need We need grandkids. No, not yet. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they we, are awesome. Yeah, we can't wait for that day for sure. Um, that's cool. Um, so you talk about the book and you talk about um, kind of, uh, was the book really driven because of, the passing of Tyler or was it, are there more things within the book that um, help families and help parents? Um, yeah. I mean, my son Cole is one who wanted me to, to write the book. As a matter of fact, I, I think at the fifth or sixth chapter, I have a line that says, Hey, if you're powering through this material and not loving it, you can blame Cole for this. <laughs> Don't blame me. I wouldn't my idea to write this book, but uh Cole, uh, you know, he's in a lot of communities and he, he, he's sort of like, dad, you're a great storyteller. You're successful in business. You should probably write a book. And I think he probably thought I'd write more of a business book. He lined up five meetings for me with like a ghost writer, a writing coach, a uh, company called Scripts. And after all that, uh, I said, look, I don't even journal that well, but why don't I just see if I can do this? So I, just started writing some life stories down and had a bunch of those. And I said, all right, well, if I was going to write a book, what would the chapter titles be of this book? And then I'd take a life story and put it in a chapter. And when I was about 70% done, I did hire a writing coach to help me sort of tie it all together. And she was great. Um, and so, yeah. And, she introduced me to a publisher. Publisher took it first try, so that it doesn't always happen that easily. And um, so, yeah, it's a it's a memoir. It talks about faith and family and relationship, and has some financial stuff in the book as well. So, uh, it kind of covers a lot of different areas areas of life, but it mainly focuses on three major life events for us. My wife and I were college students and we were pregnant and we got married in college. Most couples who get married in college under those circumstances don't last. Uh, I'm in a business that most people fail at. So we were able to succeed there as a couple. And uh, finally, with the loss of Tyler, most relationships don't survive that. So I talk about what, what's important to us. You know, my wife and I always say, we don't want to be a couple that just lives together. We want to have a great relationship. We want to do fun things together, enjoy being together. And that's sort of a theme of who we are and, uh, you know, what we want to be. Mm. Uh, that's great. Um, I think that uh, it's one of the things that I'm working on myself is a book. And I, and I do want to kind of cover just about every area as far as parenting goes from a relationship side, you know, with, with the spouse and also from a parenting side of things too. So it's good to hear that your book has a little bit of everything in there um, to help 
you know, parents and families and individuals navigate through um, this thing called life. Um, that's awesome. As a, as a dad and now a grandfather for the fifth time, um, what have been some of the challenges that you have faced throughout the years that maybe you can, I don't know if you have examples um, that were really hard to navigate through other than, you know, obviously the passing of your son, other than that, what, what have been some challenges you have faced as a parent? Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we were very active in all of our kids lives. I coached them in sports for, you know, from when they were probably like second grade to in middle school, um, you know, with four kids, you're sort of in this prevent defense and you're going everywhere with them. And uh, we had an, a very active uh, church that we were part of. And um, uh, just uh, everything was, you know, it's busy, but you've just got to, you got to stay with it, stay focused on them. Um, and, I, and I do think one challenge for couples is when all that stops, when that music stops and the kids start to leave, you know, it's hard you know, when, when you, when it's time to do something and make your wife a priority, you have to make your wife a priority. You have to make your adult children a priority and it's not so urgent. And that's when everything's sort of magnified. And I just think that's why so many couples struggle right when that sort of last child leaves the house and they're sort of, um, you know, getting reintroduced to each other. There's not so, everything's not so urgent. And uh, so I just think all along while the kids are there, making them a priority. And then when they're gone, realizing that now's the time to step up and make your wife a priority again and stay, you know, stay focused on her. And that's good for her. And it's good for your children. Yeah. As well, to um, see that. Absolutely. Leading by example, showing that uh, you guys still care, each other, care about each other and still showing up for each other every single day. Um, that's awesome. You guys, you, you're act, you actually lead a very similar life uh, that I led uh, when my boys were younger. I coached them in their sports from the time my older son was four years old and taking the t-ball field for the first time. Um, I was his coach and I coached my boys all the way up through high school. Uh, even so my younger son got a, a basketball scholarship to play basketball at a college here in California. Um, I continued coaching at the high school level, even though both my boys were out of high school and, and gone. Um, I just recently retired. I finally hung up the whistle, uh, in February. Uh, I, I thought that it was time for, uh, for me to enjoy my evenings again and spending time with my wife, with my wife. Uh, they call my wife uh, a coach's widow because <laughs> I was constantly gone. You know, I'd, I work in corporate America. So throughout the day I'm at work and then I leave work and go right to the school for practices or games. Um, but it was a great time in my life because it allowed me to bond with my boys and build our relationship even stronger than just being a dad at home. Um, it allowed us to be together just about all, you know, throughout, you know, the evening time as they were going through their sports. But um, so, yeah, I coached my boys and then my wife and I uh, at our church led a married couples group uh, that we met every single week, every single Sunday evening. We met at the, met at my house. And we had 12 couples in our group. So 24 people showing up at our house every single Sunday evening. Uh, and we just led a Bible study uh, every single week. Uh, and it was, a we did that for, gosh, I want to say about three years. 
three years of doing that. Uh, and it was a lot of work, uh, but it allowed our boys to kind of experience and get closer in their faith and relationship with God. And it had also allowed them to, you know, meet new people and, you know, make new friends with, you know, our couple's kids and all that. Uh, it's just a great time in our lives, but you're right. Parents experience these times when their kids are growing up and everything is hectic. Like you said, it's constantly go, 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 go. Especially when my boys are in sports. You're, you're constantly on the move. And then when your kids leave the house, it's one of the reasons why I started the podcast link, uh, because my younger son was about to graduate high school. And I felt like my dad journey had come to an end. Like my wife and I did our job raising our two boys uh, and they're very productive young men, great young men. And I felt like, what's next? What do I do now? Obviously, I was looking forward to being an empty nester, but I felt like my dad journey was over. And obviously, we know that's not true, but um, that's why I started the podcast, because I thought it would be a great way for me to interact with other dads to help parents out there. And um, I actually have uh, about 60% of my listeners are men and 40% are women. So I have almost a divide, an equal divide of men and women that listen to the show, watch the show. So um, <clears throat> well, that's great that you're continuing to focus on your guys' relationship and your grandkids. Um, you guys looking forward to obviously, you know, the holidays coming up. I'm sure your grandkids are going crazy right now <laughs> with the holidays coming up. Uh, do you guys travel? Do you guys do anything for the holidays? Uh, sometimes we do. This year we'll be at home with a new baby and, and my older son just had a baby uh, two months ago. So there, we have two new babies oh, wow. in the uh, around. So we're not going to be doing uh, much traveling over the holidays. But we do travel, uh, Carl and I do some traveling, just the two of us, and we do traveling with our uh, kids as well. Um, sometimes we'll have a ski trip. Sometimes we go down to maybe the Keys or Cabo or places like that. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we like to travel. But right now we'll be kind of locked in at home helping out with this new baby. Oh, that's great. Um let me just shift gears a little bit and talk about your past, because I think that it's important for us as parents that we understand that when we're raising our kids, we get our experiences, not only from our own parents, but also other parents that we are maybe friends with or interact with. Um, and that's really the tools that we have to go off of to be parents ourselves. What, uh, what would you say are some things that maybe you learned from your own parents that helped you uh, in parenting? Yeah, I mean, I think Carla and I are both lucky that both of our parents uh, are still married to each other after now 50 or 60 years, and um, they're all still with us. So a lot of our time now is not just helping with our grandchildren, but also helping with our parents with all their medical issues and insurance issues and so forth. But um, I mean, so they modeled uh, love and a functioning husband-wife relationship. So I felt like we were way ahead of the game coming from two intact families. And I think that's probably one of the biggest struggles in America today is the breakdown of the American family. Uh, so many people grow up without a dad or so many kids just don't have mom and dad modeling 
love for each other. Um, you know, I don't think my parents were, whether they were, uh, there's nothing uh, extraordinary about what they did for me growing up other than just being there for me and um, they're great parents, but I don't think there's any secret, you know, one of the biggest things you can do for your kids is just love your wife, love them, be present. And they were certainly, they were certainly that um, for, for me and the same for my, uh, for my wife. So I think that we come from strong families, which is a big uh, step up for us and uh, a good starting point. And um, it's our plan to stay that way for our kids as well. Yeah. Um, my parents today are still together after 50, over 50 years. Uh, my dad just uh, about a month ago, just retired uh, at the age of 70, finally retired. And I was so proud of him for retiring. Um, one of the things that my parents did for me, like you had said, was that your parents did for you is show love. And my parents were very good about showing love to me and, and, and my sister. Uh, but one of the things that they struggled at because they worked so many hours is they couldn't be there for everything. I can count on one hand how many sporting events they came to. Um, and it was just something that they just couldn't do. And a lot of parents struggle with that as well. But it was a commitment that I made at a very young age that when I had kids, I wanted to make sure that I was there for my boys as much as possible. Because when I was playing sports and I'd look up in the stands, my parents weren't there. I used to have to ride to practices or games with my friend's parents because my parents just couldn't go. Uh, so that was one of the things that, you know, as as parents, they did the best they could. And I understood that. Uh, but it was still hard for me as a child to really comprehend that. I didn't comprehend that until I was, you know, obviously an adult really understood that, but I knew that I wanted to be an all in dad as much as possible. Um, so, so that's awesome that you guys have that kind of relationship with your, with your families now, with your parents now. Um, uh, and that's certainly a testament to the um, legacy that your family, your parents are leaving behind is that family, that, that, you know, that bond of a family. And it's something that you're showing your kids and now grandkids. Uh, that's cool. What is your, um, <clears throat> what is your hope for the book? Um, you know, I hope that people who read it, it can, um, give them a different perspective, give them encouragement, um, help them in their marriage, help them in their faith journey, uh, help them, you know, there's some funny stories in there. It's a, it's a quick read. It's almost like a long-term paper. The publisher has on the back of the book that it's an 82 minute read. So you can time yourself to see if you're a fast reader or a slow reader. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a fun read. Uh, and, but there are some good nuggets of, uh, in there that I hope people can, uh, hear from sort of a different perspective that may, maybe not the normal way they might hear that story. And so, uh, yeah, I just hope they hear some, some truth or at least some truth according to link in a, in a fresh way, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. Now, are there plans to do another book? Has Cole talked to you to do that? I mean, maybe Cole should write a book, right? Yeah. I'm no, no second books in the, uh, uh, in the near future. Um, so right now we're going to try to make this one a success. It just became available in July. Uh, we've been trying to promote the book, but you know, it's, uh, um, so I wouldn't say it's a New York times bestseller yet, 
but uh, who knows? Oh, that's great. Where can listeners go find it? Uh, it's available anywhere books are sold. You can uh, go on Amazon or uh, Barnes and Noble and put in the side road and it should, uh, it should come up. And uh, so, yeah, that's the easiest way to, easiest way to find it. All right. Awesome. Well, Link, listen, it, uh, absolute pleasure having you on, my friend. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Uh, and I do hope that uh, people check out the book. Um, where is the best place for people to, if they want to learn a little bit more about you, look you up, where's the best place for them to do that? Uh, you can go to linkforesterauthor.com. Uh, you can learn a little bit there. I'm, I'm on most uh, social media as well. Uh, so uh, I, I'm kind of easier to find now, you know, I didn't have a big social media presence before the book, but the publishers like for you to have one. So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm getting, uh, new, used, uh, used to a bigger social presence now, I guess, social media presence. <laughs> yeah. You got to get used to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, very cool. Well, uh, again, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day, uh, for being on the show. Congratulations on the new grandbaby and hope you enjoy that. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. All right. Thank you, Brian. Enjoyed it. Thank you guys very much for joining me on another episode of Data. Thanks again to my good friend, Link Forrester. Make sure you guys are checking out not only his website, but also uh, picking up his book, The Side Road. Um, check it out. And you know what? Leave him a rating and a review on the book. Let him know what you thought. And if, uh, if he gets enough of those good ratings out there, maybe he'll write a second one. So um, thank you guys very much for joining me. And as always, make sure you guys are subscribing to my show on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcast, make sure you guys are subscribing so you don't miss any of the awesome guests that I have on every single week like Link. And I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Data. Wow, another amazing episode in the books. So much was shared and I'm truly grateful my guest was able to pour into you to help you elevate your dad game and really dad up. Make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And while you're here, please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review. I always appreciate the feedback. Also, did you know you can watch the video interview of this episode? You can by simply going to my YouTube channel at Dad Up Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to my channel. And one last thing, don't forget, your role as a dad is one of the most important roles you have. So if you need a little help or have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me on my website at dadaptribe.com or at my Instagram page at dadappodcast. Until next time, everyone, dad up.